everyone. It has been more time than we want it to be, but we are back. <laughs> Hello. Happy holidays. I'm Zach. This is Forbidden Cinema. I'm Jenny. And it's... <laughs> it's it's getting... T- like, if you haven't bought your crap yet, get, get on that right now. Like You're going to have to go to brick and mortar. Like You are not going to be able to call Jeff Bezos and have him... We're not, we're not sponsored you. by Amazon. We're not sponsored by Stamps.com or any of those things <laughs> to help you get your stuff qua- faster. There's no Patreon. No. You just like, get to listen to this crap in your ear holes for free. But you can do it while you're shopping at Target and there's <laughs> nobody there to check you out. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> we were like listening to some local moms complain about our Target and then it came back up later and it was really funny. Yeah, it's becoming a thing. They're like preferring to shop at Walmart. That's that's extreme. <laughs> extreme. I mean, I've never seen chicken in the shoe aisle at a Target, but I, I don't know. Not I mean, yet you have not, not yet. We have seen people give up their New Year's resolutions in a real finite way. I'll have to try to find that picture. Maybe you can post it. Oh, my gosh. It was somebody who literally... <laughs> Like grabbed a thing of Milky Ways and put their celery down in its place and went and checked in out. In the checkout line. It was <laughs> epic. <laughs> so welcome to Diet Talk and uh, local suburbs of Nashville Target Talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Local local jokes get local work. <laughs> so we are a married couple who watch movies that our parents would have never let us watch and we talk about them and we talk about the time that they happened and this time we went outside of that forbidden time zone and we talked about whole nine yards because we love matthew perry and we're sad to see him gone and wanted to give him some kind of a send-off and what better than an r-rated film starring him absolutely and him being his Matthew Perryist. <laughs> so this is going deeper. This is our follow-up episode to our movie episode where Zach defies the laws of research and finds all the things you wanted, all the things you didn't know you wanted, all the things that no one ever wanted. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, I mean that in no offense, but... Anywhere from local pornography to local print to all the things of a time and colloquially. You know what, though? Shockingly, this is 2000. This is that kind of pre-digital time. Oh, that's There's true. There's not as much print that has been archived digitally. That's true. That's and that whole. there wasn't as much digital happening. There's this like, weird kind of 99 to 2004 to 2006 era where there's not as much stuff out there. It's it's a it's a forbidden time. <laughs> I mean, thank God that that's the, our era of that nothing was archived. Exactly, nothing <laughs> from the time I was 18 to 26 is available online. Like all that MySpace crap got shut down. Any of the pictures that were up those websites, they didn't pay their bills. Like, it's it's gone. Sorry, it Zuckers. Gone forever. <laughs> there is no internet archive. There's no Wayback Machine and that nonsense. We don't have as much of a permanent record as y'all do. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful out there. Yeah, like your teachers do not have a permanent record that they're going to put things on, but everything you post on Instagram is permanent. It is. And, and if you text we were your just friends, we were permanent. just as dumb as you were, but nobody knows. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> like someone's gonna have to dig through a drawer in someone's mom's house to find that crap. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody's bothering with that. No. Somebody at a state sale uh, might get a little like, oh wait. Maybe, but it's it's analog, y'all. <laughs> analog bitches. <laughs> So we watched the whole nine yards. Sorry, I'm I'm off the rails already. <laughs> it's been a long, weird weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny has sung in Christmas choirs. We went to two brunches in one day. So many things have happened. <laughs> so I don't want to put you on the spot. So if you completely forgot to research this, that's fine. But you wanted to talk a little bit about the Hitchcockian fashion in this. I did. And I, I did. And I did. Okay. Um, in terms so of so moving on with our lives. No, no, I can I can talk about it. You, you can you can talk Hitchcock off the top of your head a little bit. Yeah, I can. Um, so yeah, definitely wanted to talk about. I felt like a lot of this had some nods to to to, to, to some Hitchcock. Definitely in the way that, and you're gonna have to remind me what his wife's name is what bruce willis's wife's name cynthia is cynthia natasha henstridge cynthia okay so definitely the way that cynthia is dressed um she is got i think several nods to hitchcockian um heroines so we've got a very like white blouse black i think which um feels very um we've got a couple things i i do need to look up the actress's name who is in north by northwest okay. because she's not as standout as like tippy hedron is and as um grace kelly is mm-hmm. she's got with the black and the white very much a grace kelly in rear window i i 100 see that now um it's not what i didn't pick up on it but i get it as soon as you said it very much. And so she's also then there's another she's in all blue. It's very tippy hedron and the birds. I mean, I wanted to show you like the species two, the blue. <laughs> I mean, that that's my thought. I just remember reading the magazines on the shelf of the day of sci-fi, fantasy and horror. And that was definitely on there. It's like, oh, boy, like I have got to figure out a way to see this movie. And yeah. And it's extreme. Guys, we talked about the species art book. At Walden Books that I would go and sneak little peeks at? Yeah. I've got it now. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and um, I showed you the picture. It's like... Of course you do. You can... You can't see nipple, but you, if you squint and turn your head right and imagine, you might. Okay. So the other... And I can't... It's not so much the outfit. It's the scene. Okay. And it's very much a nod, I think, to Eva Marie Saint, okay. who is the heroine in North and Northwest with Cary Grant. So there's an, a scene, or a, really a setup. Uh, we've got a femme fatale. We don't really know where her loyalty lies. Um, we've got Cary Grant as our kind of confused uh, hero. We don't know what to think of him. And we've got our heroine who seems to be aligned in some sort of way with a gangster crew. Um, we've got um, Charles. Oh, okay. I got to look back at my IMDb. Give me a cast. Give me a cast. <laughs> North by Northwest is that one Hitchcock film that I think is my favorite, but I've mm-hmm. only seen it once. So I need to rewatch it. So we've got James Mason. As some sort of criminal, and you could say James Mason. Did we say that James Mason's house in that was the same one as? It's uh, very. I think that what they're positing the whole setup, the house, the scene where they leave all together, 
Um, and even just the fact of her questionable alignment with James Mason and his crew, which is also made up of Martin Landau and, you know, a couple other. Oh, Dracula he- himself. Yes. <laughs> a couple other heavies. Like, so she's just part of. I've heard of- him called Lugosi, or uh, I've heard him called Karloff a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go see Ed Wood by. So good. <laughs> if, if you haven't, it's uh, maybe Johnny Depp's best performance. It could very well be. But just the, that whole, so like maybe not a fashion sense, but when we see her, she's, you know, she's a blonde. Hitchcock loved her, blonde, loved his blondes, um, you know, obsessively so. It, it, he's he's known to not have been kind or appropriate with all of these women. Um, but definitely we're trying to up the, up the ante and I think suspense factor by making this nod as to we've got Oz, Matthew Perry. He is an unwitting hero, which is very much Cary Grant in North and Northwest. He's, you know, we have a, a mistaken identity situation going on, which is not what's happening here, but he doesn't want to be aff- affiliated or aligned with what's, what's happening with this whole setup. Um, and then he meets this woman and he's taken by her and he finds himself getting into it more than he would have. We don't know she's a good guy. We don't know if she's a bad guy. She's got this crew that are they controlling her? Is she controlling them? And it it very much, um, I think adds to a layer of intelligence that this movie way beyond deserves. (laughs) On the Hitchcock vibe. If I believe if you're listening to this, it'll probably be about a week ago, but the podcast Today Explained has an episode called Are Movies Too Long Now? And there's an entire diatribe on there that Psycho was the first movie that you ever had to buy a ticket for and be there at the beginning. That before that, movies, you just pop into the movie house and see what's on the screen. I whether it's a I picture, remember. whether it's a, a two-reeler, like a, you know... Little Rascals or Marx Brothers. You were or- just in for the experience. I remember my dad talking about that. Just going to the theater and you just went in when you went in and you watched it until you caught up. Mm-hmm. It just played it again. Like watching the Three Stooges, watching a cartoon, watching a newsreel. Watch the movie or watch even if you came late into the movie, you watch the movie until the part where you came in. Then you got caught up and you knew what happened. Like you saw like two thirds all the way to the first third. <laughs> it's wild. That is like, I was talking about my movie experiences in elementary school. We only had like various reels of various things. Like oh, these, <laughs> these kids just want to watch movies. They just want to watch the pictures. See, <laughs> I'm just excited guess- to be watching a film. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lot of unanswered. I, I usually don't have many unanswered questions. I usually just go into just random things, but Oh man, I have the like, pages of unanswered questions. Buckle up y'all. So I'll go more into Rosanna Ar- Arquette a little bit later. Okay. But I had mentioned that I didn't know if she was related to the other Arquettes because of her accent. It it, it was a fake accent. (laughs) It is considered grotesque, unrealistic, (laughs) and borderline offensive by French Canadians. Oh, French Canadians. (laughs) Panties in a wad. So, yes, it is super fake. (laughs) So fake. And I completely missed it. I love it. Well, I don't know if I've seen that much stuff that she's in. She's not. I don't feel like she's in a ton. I mean, she is in Pulp Fiction, but she's just almost a background character in the overdose. There's a lot going on in the overdose scene. Right, right, right. Which is completely ripped from a, uh, is it Scorsese? Lost film or or an unreleased film where he's interviewing the guy that's 
the cab driver and taxi driver. Oh, really? Yeah. And, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And like he tells that entire story about like his real, he was like a roadie for Neil Diamond or something. <laughs> and like his, that story was, is supposedly from his real life. Interesting. A roadie for Neil Diamond. <laughs> That's got to be wild. <laughs> uh, she's in Silverado, which I oh. don't necessarily remember. Oh, I've shit. Seen that- I've seen. Silverado so many times. Yeah, I've seen it Actually, maybe twice. now that you say it, I know exactly who she is. Um, I didn't I didn't know who she was at the time. That was a childhood movie that we watched so many times it made me hate Westerns for <laughs> the foreseeable future. Really. <laughs> I still am I have an adverse reaction to a Western. She is in uh, Desperately Seeking Susan, which is on our list. I did know that, yes. She's in Amazon Women on the Moon that I'm trying to get on our <laughs> list that Jenny doesn't want on the list. It's like a R-rated sketch comedy. It, it might be a sequel to Kentucky Fried Movie. It's a, like a like National Lampoon style, Saturday Night Live style, but R-rated. Um, she's in Flight of the Intruder. I've seen that, but have you ever seen that one? No, I don't think so. That movie was filmed before um, Married with Children really hit it big. And Ed O'Neill is like this badass oh, military we whatever. talked about this. And they had this shot of him like walking in and he turns around and the entire audience just laughed and they realized like uh-oh like we might have <laughs> might have screwed the pooch on his reputation because I mean, he is a fantastic actor wasn't he like oh, famous he... for of mice and men oh and... he is a fantastic but yeah that but for a for two decades he became al bundy <laughs> yes She's in Crash the '96, not the not the not the racist one, the sexy car crashes David Cronenberg one with Casey Jones and James Spader. Oh, so not the one that won an Oscar? No, no, this didn't win an Oscars. I think okay. this was like an NC-17 film released in theaters in the '90s. I gotta be honest with you, I have like a a, a merge of those two movies because I think that the one that did win an Oscar is weird and. I think it's just like one of those like Magnolia or Pulp Fiction, like branching storylines, like the uh, holiday, not the holiday, uh, uh, Love Actually, like where everybody like comes together in the Love end. Actually and Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve. <laughs> no, Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, those are trying to be, yeah, those are trying to be like American versions of Love Actually. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah, I think Crash is like that, but with more racism. Okay, I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure they'd love that. Where, new, where the characters are like a new tagline, admittedly racist. Like there's probably some racism in all of those. Oh, for sure. But yes, um, and she's in Joe Dirt. That's probably what I know her from the most. She's uncredited uh, as like the lady at the alligator farm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, she is an Arquette. Yes, right. She is. Yeah, she's absolutely one. Of the, she's the oldest of those Arquettes. Really? Yeah. Well, well wait, can we pause and, and get into that? Sure. Later, when I have, I've got a deeper dive on her, but it's like several pages left, and I don't want to have all sorts of. Sure. It's an audio medium, you know. We're we're trying to be classy here. Sure. No foley action. <laughs> no foley work. I can find no information on the dog, so I'm going to assume the dog is still alive and thriving. Of course. Which I don't think any dogs that I knew in 2000 are still alive and thriving, but I'm going to go with it. The like. Giddis level dog yes. experience. Yes, this dog is still a little dog that is now 45 and smokes three packs a day and is still just having a blast. I mean, it's French, so it could be. <laughs> I could not find one of the newspapers from this film. Oh, really? That's your 
bread and butter. I know, I know. I did find um, brochures from Oz's office okay. for sale. And I did find actually like the Michael Clark Duncan shirt that he gets shot wearing at the end. And it's got full on like squib holes and blood stains on it <laughs> for $100 more than I would be willing to pay. <laughs> I would say $100 more than you're willing to pay is definitely more than $100 that I... We don't need a Michael Clark size, Duncan size shirt. That's true. It probably takes up more space. Hanging in our house. <laughs> we, we Closet space is a premium in this house. We have lots of closet space. I just have a lot of closet items. <laughs> and it I does not my, involve like, a Michael Clark Duncan size shirt. My Selma Blair and Tara Reid and Rachel Lee Cook size stuff doesn't doesn't take up as much space. Uh, no, it, so does, uh, what's his face? Uh, it, it's very small, too. Paula Costanza. Yeah, Paula Costanza <laughs> stuff is very small. Whereas Michael Clark Duncan, not so small. Okay, okay. <laughs> I did get, like, the person that was selling it reached out to me and, like, offered a discount. <laughs> Tell them, your wife said no. <laughs> it was just, it was so close. <laughs> so close to a deal. <laughs> Another 50 bucks. If and... you'd fold it nicely and put it in a shadow box, maybe we could talk about it. <laughs> I wanted to look into the uh, Hungarian mafia. Is that a thing? <laughs> All right. I do not believe it is. Uh, Hungary is a very corrupt country. And apparently there is one pow- uh, one party that has a supermajority and is kind of starting to pass laws that are restricting the other party. So it may be falling into maybe more of an autocratic state. Uh, but it does not seem to have a organized crime. Allegedly. <laughs> um, I looked up the murder rate in Hungary just to see like how much crime there is. The lowest murder rate ever in the United States was about 1.4 per 100,000 per year. That was in 1900. Okay. It peaked in 76, which you think of 76 is just like New York is a cesspool and, you know, everything just going wrong. It's like the summer of serial killers. Right. And then in 92, like the height of the crack epidemic, um, about 11 per 100,000 per year. Okay. It's about six to seven right now. In Hungary? In, no, here. Or in you know, in Hungary, it's like 0. 0.6. So you're like... Oh. You get like 10 times more likely to get murdered in the United States than in Hungary. So it's a pretty, pretty Budapest seems like a pretty safe place. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so I wanted to know, like, why would somebody make this movie? Okay. Does that, I mean. It's I agree. It's an R-rated fun. movie. It's for adults. It's, it could have been a PG movie, but we threw some boobs in. And, I mean, like, do they think that those boobs are going to attract more people than making it PG-13? And maybe in 2000 they were right. I like that. I feel like 2000 was kind of the height of that time. You think about American Pie, just having come out. This and... is post American Pie, but it wasn't raunchy at all. No, it wasn't. But it was just enough of those to like be like, oh, cool, yeah, like t- to attract the same person. Because we're looking up like the Thomas Crown Affair is my other. We might, which that... I don't think the Thomas Crown Affair a- attracts. American Pie. I feel like this movie and American Pie can have a crossover audience. I don't feel like the Thomas Crown Affair does. Hmm. Well, so uh, Franchise Pictures is the company that produced this thing. This was their first major hit. They also produced Boondock Saints. Oh, I've seen that. Uh, Get Carter. Believe it or not, I have seen that movie. <laughs> it's very violent. Yes. 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Okay. The 2001... Um, Indie film Driven, I think it was like Sylvester Stallone, the bad guy, maybe in that. I don't know that one. Uh, Fear.com. Oh, I remember with, that. It's got uh, Cecil B. Demented. 
what's his name? Adrian Grenet? No. He's in that. He's in. He is in. He is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff. <laughs> Stephen Dorff, who is in all these, who is spoiler alert in the Playboy magazine from this month, advertising uh, blue electronic cigarettes. Electronic cigarettes in two. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it was. A, maybe, it might have been a later issue that I was looking at for something else. But Stephen Dorff was like the spokesperson for blue electric cigarettes. Winner. And ballistics X versus Seaver. Oh, I don't know anything about that. It's two ex-bounty hunters, assassins, whatever, who get, like, they turn up on it. So it's kind of like um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith before that was did a thing. Did you see there's a new Mr. and Mrs. Smith coming out? I did not. With Donald, Donald Glover? Really? Yes. I don't know who the chick is, but huh. Donald Glover is in it. Yeah, this is, like, two assassins who, like, kind of a pre-John Wick get, like, pulled each other's names. Okay. And it's Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu. Hmm, okay. I remember that movie so much. And I remember thinking when this movie came out, like, this is the stupidest name and the stupidest idea. Like, it's a, not a bad idea, but, like, who would go see a movie called Ballistics X versus Seaver? Like, who who approved that name? No, it's a terrible name. It, it, it gives you no clue. And Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu seem pretty sexy. 100%. Yeah, I would go see if they did the two of them made a re like Mr. and Mrs. Smith part three tomorrow. I'd go see it. Yeah, that'd be hot. I, I am curious about Donald Glover and whoever this other person is. Yes, 100%. I, I don't think we need a Mr. and Mrs. Smith <laughs> considering like that the, the the current reigning Mr. and Mrs. Smith hate the fuck out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> this. uh Oh, I see what you're doing there. Like what? that, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Wait, wait, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I was thinking of uh, Brad Pitt. And, I am. I'm thinking of oh, Brad I, was, I thought you were thinking of Will and Jada. Oh, that's that it. Mr. and Mrs. Smith Thank you the for fuck giving me so much credit for an extra whatever, but yeah, that works too. Every, all the Smiths hate the fuck out of each other. And if one of you can get me a take my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth slap Christmas sweater shipped before Christmas... I'm listening, okay? <laughs> every site that I can find one, it won't ship before Christmas. <laughs> Classiest guy at the party. <laughs> and their big magnum opus, Battlefield Earth. Oh, okay. <laughs> John Travolta, L. Ron Hubbard, yeah. That movie lost so much money that apparently the two owners of the company started to like take some of other losses that they have and thought like nobody will like we, this movie lost so much money nobody will men- notice if we uh just write some of these other losses oh, off they on cook, that movie they cook some books they cook some books uh convicted in a federal rico case and uh went bankrupt bye bye <laughs> so yeah okay so th- this movie in some way contributed to this this was the movie that this was the movie that made them money to allow them to do to, make, to let them think they were big and hot enough to then eventually have a Rico case to make Battlefield Earth <laughs> to make Ballistics X versus Seaver. <laughs> yes, this, this movie gave them crazy the cojones that made them think they were mobsters and gangsters. <laughs> you wanted to know is uh, Matthew Perry Canadian? Yes. His mother is a Canadian. Okay. He was born in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. but okay. he was raised in Ottawa. Oh, all and of And lived there to about 15 years old. Seemed about right. And was quite the tennis standout. Well, okay. Yeah. 
He doesn't seem athletic. <laughs> no I believe it was a snowmobile accident that maybe uh, caused his first issues with addiction. I did know there was some sort of injury or a jet ski or something. I don't know. I'm just something. maybe I'm just saying snowmobile because I'm thinking of him as Canadian now. They don't. You don't. They don't have jet skis in Canada, do they? Mm. It's gotta be too cold. I don't know. But some sort of yeah, that that's sad. I, I hate that for people. I mean, like something that just was not their fault. This yeah, the whole opioid situation is devastating, which I know you know. Yes, very much so. That's not so much a part of my daily life anymore. But uh, um, as of like six days ago, I'm no longer certified to immunize or to give CPR. So uh, don't die near me. Oh, I can still do CPR. Well, there we go. You're 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 more useful in a medical capacity. Than I, 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 I don't have advanced life support CPR. <laughs> I have real bog standard CPR. Like really like I prefer if you did this someplace else, <laughs> but I could. <laughs> If we needed to. <laughs> and I'd be like, excuse me, I am a lapsed professional rescuer. <laughs> I am an expired I like, professional rescuer. I think you should trust him. <laughs> I'll give moral support. <laughs> Together, we are like half of... <laughs> but I have no duty to act. That's crazy talk. I mean, I guess... I don't even have to be drunk. That's... <laughs> oh, I... I might be now. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So (laughs) completely, this isn't even a study. This isn't even a research or whatever, but Jenny had her girl's trip to New York. Fabulous, by the way. And I was just staying in Nashville and listening to this and editing it. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, Jenny's like busting out some French accents. And I completely no sold in the original recording. I was talking about how Natasha Henschrich's hair wasn't mussed up. She's like, oh, well, she just probably like took charge and got on top. He's like, oh. He's like, <laughs> he's like, like what? Oh, missed that. Missed that. <laughs> Didn't hear that the first time you said it. <laughs> Heard it later when you were in New York. <laughs> Getting a little steamy in here. <laughs> it's, it's 12 degrees outside, but uh, feeling a little warm in here. <laughs> hey, babe. Hey. <laughs> Oh, the Biddles Jazz Club. Oh, is it sad? Not terribly sad. Okay. One of the guys that was in the band and the lady were Charlie and Stephanie, his daughter, Biddle. Oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, It opened in 1981. In 2003, Charlie Biddle passed away. And there was a bitter court case with him and his like business partners, or his estate and his business partner. Mm-hmm. They renamed it the uh, House of Jazz, and um, it closed during the pandemic. Oh, man. Yeah. They have a satellite location that is still open, but the original location was like June of 2020. Just closed its doors for good. That's sad, because it's, it's, that's so... It's not so far away. <laughs> so I wanted to get into a little bit the director, Jonathan Lynn, because okay. I'd never heard his name before. Have you? Mm, I don't mm, I don't think so. He's not like Spielberg, you know. No, he's, yeah, obviously he's not like that. But I, I know a lot of directors and I know a lot, I know a lot of genre directors and I did not know him. So he got to start as a writer. He actually has a Lifetime Achievement BAFTA. His show was Yes Minister with Nigel Hawthorne. It's been 
BBC shows do that sometimes where they like have three or four seasons and they're off for 10 years and then have more seasons. Right. I think Curb Your Enthusiasm kind of does that too. But Yeah, I think you're right. It's a, like, like absolutely fabulous. We'll have like seven seasons over 30 years or whatever. Or yeah. People, seri- sorry, series. Uh, people in England are way more patient than we are. We would not put up with that shit. I think that's great. I think it's cool, but we wouldn't. Like we, we, had, we would we lose interest. We had Will and Grace. We did have Will and Grace. And but those are revivals. That's not just like, hey, let's just do a new season of Cheers. And Well, but also, is it that different? Is it like a revival. It's the same people. It's the same idea. It's a continuation of a story. I think it's the same teams there, too. It's like the same directors and writers. and I mean, I guess it's, it's the size of Kentucky over there. So, you know. It's true. It, it, it is a smaller knit group of people. I mean, we are also clamoring for Gilmore Girls, A Day in the Life season two. So, I mean, we, we there are some things. That baby's 11 now. I don't know. We'll see. I that can't, baby's as old as Rory was in the first season. I can't believe it's been that long. But anyway. His first feature film was Clue. Oh, I probably that's, have, that's one of your favorites. Isn't I it? love Clue. I haven't watched Clue is one of those I love, and I have not watched it in forever. Have we talked about this on the podcast? Like the ending of Clue? Yes, because I, I, well, I didn't see it in the theater. I only saw I, it on Comedy Central. Correct. I did not see it in the theater. I only saw it per video. I do. I don't know if we've talked about it. We have talked about it. Right. I don't know if we talked about it. But tell me on, about the ending of Clue. Well, there are multiple endings, and it's like here's what could have happened. Well, here's what it's could like have, Wayne's World, kind of. It's here's what could have happened, but there are also multiple endings, and depending on when you went to the theater, you got a different ending. Yeah, there were four different endings shipped to random theaters. So, but when you watch it on video, you see all of them. Yes, so that that'll never be a thing again. No, I mean that's like Baby Yoda level, like keeping things secret. That was that's just so cool. Um, I feel like that like it falls into when people talk about like where do you know Tim Curry from, and it's uh. like. You know, Home Alone too. Uh, me is Annie. Annie, okay. Have you seen him and Annie? I have not. Oh, it's so good. I was what like three months ago, years old, when I realized that Annie wasn't from like the sixties. Oh no, it's like nineteen eighty. No, I just thought it was like one of from the same time as like South Pacific and Oklahoma and. Oh no! It is like my favorite movie as a child. Like. That is why I learned to tap dance. Like, it is very pivotal about who I am and who I was as a child. But he, him and Carol Burnett and um, Burnett Peters, chef's kiss. <laughs> so good in that movie. I mean, is, is, that, it, is that why you knew who Burnett Peters was in the show with, um, with Richard Crenna? Oh, yeah. hundred okay. percent. I've known Bernadette Peters since I was like, because Annie came out, I think, in 1984. Yeah, something like that. So I was like three, four years old and like watched that a bunch. So then next probably uh, was, Clue, I think was Clue. I feel like I saw Clue before I saw Home Alone. Uh, Home Alone 2 with, um, so I feel like those, I knew. Huh? I said a pizza. That was I, a terrible Tim Curry. Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking of like thinking about. Um, accents talking about Chuck from um, Stuff You Should Know and talking about meeting Tim Curry. Uh, do you know, do you know that story? I don't know the story, no. He met him. They had found a kitten and they were taking that kitten to the vet mm. when they were living in L.A. 
and Tim Curry was at the vet <laughs> and he needed to write a check to the vet and he asked Tim Curry to hold the kitten. Oh. And the kitten's name was Laron. He says, Laron. He's like, you look like a baboon. <laughs> Because I think he had like a, I think he had like a fever coat or something Aww. like that. But yes, yeah, so Tim Curry held Chuck's kitten vet in L.A. His next film is one that I've got on the Forbidden Timeline that I'm concerned that it might not hold up. Nuns on the Run. Is that with? Um, it's got Hagrid, Robbie yeah, Coltrane, Robbie and Coltrane. Eric Idle. They're on the run from some mob or I, some. I know the. I know something. the cover. And so they like become nuns. Yeah. And it was you know it's a PG movie, but there is a scene where of course they're nuns, so they're snuck into the group shower room of, of the what of the high school. Of course. And of course, of course they are. Yeah. So like it was something that was. 100% off limits and it was even like going over to friend's house they had like oh like no like, my parents were like we shouldn't like show that to other people you know <laughs> <laughs> I yeah like I said like that is a blockbuster uh, walk by that I, I remember but I've never seen it I, I bet you it's not that good it's, pro- it's probably terrible <laughs> but in my head it just it seemed the, the trailer seemed so funny I, I'm the sure two guys dressed like nuns I mean and knowing who Robbie Coltrane would go on to be yeah you know. he, he becomes way more important <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm gonna go on a, a side here so I was not allowed to know anything about sex as a child do you find me a curious and inquisitive person are you actually asking me that question <laughs> that is your number one trait i had an epiphany today <laughs> today today okay so the dumb kids and the bad kids knew all about sex and breasts and i didn't okay so, like, there's this whole facet of forbidden knowledge in my life that was just completely unallowed. Like, just areas of research, like, forbidden. Like, those those locked off, you know? Like, there was, there like, like, caution sec- tape. Isn't as- there a section in the Hogwarts library? Yes, yes, there <laughs> so is. Like, yes. Yeah, there, there is. That is this thing in my life that I'm still dealing with this to this, to this day that... All of the dumb kids and the mean kids were allowed to just free access to, and I couldn't inquire. That makes a lot of sense. I'm not, I'm not sure, like, is there a question? No, no question at all. This? It's just uh, something I've learned about myself, and I'm sorry for what that means for you. <laughs> I, I'm also sorry, like, I could have told you that. <laughs> I feel like that's really obvious. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just figuring it out today. I'm sorry. It's babe. not that I did couldn't know it. It's that like everybody else could. All the people that didn't care could. All the people that were like failing out of third grade. Oh, they knew all about it. But no, me like no forbidden knowledge. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, for you, forbidden knowledge is just yeah, that that is the forbidden fruit. Like I need to know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I need to know. I need to be able to dive into it in the way i see fit exactly yes yes his next film the only oscar performance he ever directed 
my cousin Vinny. Oh, wow. Which is also on the Forbidden List. It is. It's so good. I mean, I've seen it. I think I've only seen it all the way through once. That was definitely because I just remember we used to watch the Oscars a mm-hmm. lot. And just Marissa Tomei winning. It was like, what was that for? Like, what, like, like oh, we can't watch that. Like, as I was listening to, this is so, we have so many asides right now. Uh, but I was listening to a throwback, um, How Did This Get Made? And they have Conan O'Brien on it. And it's, look who's talking now, which is like the That's pets. That's what the dogs are talking. The pets. Yeah, the pets are talking. It's like Bruce Willis and Roseanne are like old, old hat now. Are right. they even in it? I don't know. Or like, are the kids talking for real now and now the... I don't know, but they keep, they're talking about like the fact that we were like talking about dog sperm and egg at the beginning because we, we start every one of those movies with like right. a sex scene and sperm and egg, and they just start referring like that the that the sperm is so sentient and like the egg is not responsive, and so just like talking about sperm as Danny DeVito's <laughs> and like the Danny DeVito's like the, like it just becomes the Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's another one of those, like, I really did not know what was happening during Look Who's Talking. Like, something is going on here. I I don't know that we went and saw it, because maybe my mother has, like, and maybe I get this from my mother. I hate talking babies. Mm, I, I didn't see the movie, it. but I saw it in a motel. A motel. Hotel, in, motel, holiday inn. I might have been, it was either, like, senior trip or... When we snuck away that we didn't tell our parents, first time I ever went to a hotel room, <laughs> it was always motels. But yeah, motel, like family. So you're stuck, all of you together, like so sitting many on, people. A, on a bed, you know, watching. I mean, yes, you had like two queen size bed and your parents and you and your sister. We at some you had point. six of you. At, at some point, we had like a cot and a crib oh. on top of the two. <laughs> Queens, where Jackie, my sister, and I would like, you could have bounced coins off of the off of the comforters because we were both rolled up so tight in opposite directions. And that coin would have bounced right into the magic fingers. Uh, it would have. It would have. And you wonder why, like, my my behavior probably in sharing a bed is probably from that. It's like it's a mine. I'm gonna keep it. And it's why when we go somewhere, like, our love languages. Like, oh, we have a room for you. Oh, fuck you. No, we're staying at a hotel. We are, for sure. But also, you're like, you steal all the covers. I'm like, I'm not sure I steal all the covers, but I keep the co- I try to keep the covers I have. <laughs> uh, his next film was The Distinguished Gentleman. I don't know That's that. Eddie Murphy as a, uh, as a lobbyist. Hmm. I don't know. I Anything definitely about know the, the covers. Like him... We like pulling the cap off of the uh, off of the capital and like putting money in it. Oh no, this is familiar. Ve- I, I mean, that might have to go on the list. Uh, it's not familiar at all. His next one was Greedy in 1994. The name sounds familiar, but I don't know what it's about. I'm not familiar with this at all. But has there ever been a time when on the poster sharing the bill, Nancy Travis? would get to be on the bill with Michael J. Fox and Kirk Douglas. I mean, this is 1990. This is one year after So I Married an Axe Murderer. Nancy Travis is the the chicken in that. Yeah. I I never remember her name. I know her face all the time. Because she was in a sitcom with somebody for a while, too. Mm. But I mean, that's... Was she in the Bill Ingvall sitcom? Was she the wife in that? 
Oh, was Jennifer Lawrence? She might have been. She might have been. I feel like she might have been. Yeah. But that is that's a that's a moment in time where she's as important as Michael J. Fox and Kirk Douglas. And then later on, Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> and a chupacabra. Oh, no, no, no. oh, like it was just like and Jennifer Lawrence as like rando daughter, you as know? rando daughter, and um, Bill Murray's brother and a chupacabra. <laughs> Brian Doyle Murphy Murphy? Yes. I didn't realize I was just listening today that I guess all of the Murphy brothers call or all the Murray brothers call what's his nuts is who's uh, married to Kelly Lynch when the Roadhouse sex scene is on TV. Oh, you told really? me Bill Murray did, but no, it's all of the brothers do. Really? Yes. <laughs> Who is married to Kelly Lynch? I can't remember now. Uh, he's a producer or something, but they've been friends with the Murrays since they were like children. And yeah, yeah I Bill remember Murray t- did it once. Like, <laughs> like, they're, like Patrick Swayze is like feeling up your wife against. <laughs> but I oh think my like gosh. The, the second time Bill Murray did it was from Russia. So the time zones were really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that was special. But then the third time was Brian Doyle Murphy, so it was really like, like, yeah, Patrick Swayze, <laughs> yeah, like all the Murrays. Oh man. <laughs> the next one, Sergeant Bilko. It's uh, Steve Martin. Okay, yes, I know the title, not the movie. The next one, Trial and Error in 1997. I've never heard of this film. No, is is that also the name of the show with Yes. What's his face and who's his nuts? Yes. <laughs> that is not the not the staircase. Right. It's got John Lithgow and Kristen Chenoweth. Yes. Okay. Highly recommend. <laughs> Highly recommend. This movie, Jeff Daniels is a high powered lawyer and his friend is hanging out with him and they get stupid drunk and his friend who's the actor is not as drunk the next day and Jeff Daniels is passed out, so his friend Michael Richards goes and becomes the lawyer for the big case. I don't like any of that. <laughs> uh, Charlie's Theron, a 1997 Charlie's Theron is in it. And Charlie's Theron crosses paths with Jessica Steen. I don't know her. My childhood changed. <laughs> oh, wide eyes. <laughs> High eyebrows. Jessica Steen played Corporal Jennifer Pilot Chase in Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Oh. She was, you know, taken from the dread youth and, uh, you know, they were going to have a talk. They were, you know, she was now a part of the team. She kind of had a moment with the captain here and there and they were going to have a talk and the captain kind of went off to have a one little victory lap or whatever. And the dread forces attacked the home base and it, it the show ends. It's children's science fiction show meant to, to sell toys that you can shoot at the screen with. Ends with her detonating the base and blowing herself up and telling her she loves him. Uh, like the last thing is like Jennifer Pilot Chase died defending humanity on Christmas Day in the year like twenty five forty three. Are we gonna have to put that in the calendar? <laughs> <laughs> like commemorate it. <laughs> I mean, that's not the way things happen. I was eight or nine. What are you talking about? That's, that's not the way, way Saturday all morning. the things happen. That's how Optimus Prime, like all of those things, they did not care about children at all. <laughs> like a Saturday morning show to sell toys. Because that was the cool thing about Captain Power was the toys, there was the flashing lights on the screen and the toys could tell if somebody was shooting, it would like 
and you didn't cover it, like it would it would take points away from you. Like Duck Hunt, some sort of way. Well, it was like you didn't you weren't attached to the screen. It was all the flashy lights, and so like your you know your ship would keep points, and if you would shoot the bad guys when they were flashing. You would get points, and if the bad guy shot you, you would lose points. If you lost all your points, it would like like eject, and the character would eject out the front. And oh wow, that's extreme! It was super cool. I mean, yeah, like that's hot period of time. They didn't care about kids. We were re- we were reading like the Bridge to Terabithia, uh, and it was like, can we make children cry? Like oh, like you just stopped crying from the Bridge to Terabithia. Here's where the red fern grows. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All of, I mean, I don't think from fifth to fourth to seventh grade, I've stopped crying. <laughs> of like, course. Summer of my German soldier. Right. <laughs> the poster for Trial and Error does say something about dumb and dumber lawyers. So I mean, obviously, just, <laughs> like, huh, how do we capitalize this Jeff Daniels nonsense? I love Jeff Daniels. <laughs> then the whole nine yards. Okay. Okay, this movie. Then The Fighting Temptations. Oh, I know kind of about this. That's Cuba Gooding Jr. and Beyonce? Yes. And like, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s aunt or whatever like dies and leaves him a huge fortune, but he's got to put together a gospel choir and win the competition to get it. Of course. <laughs> Is that really a thing? I don't know, like, but like, I love stipulations. it. When it's... Dolly's got to do it, when Whoopi's got to do it, when Queen Latifah's got to do it, I want to see it. Every single time. His next movie, I would have told you I'd never heard of. It's called Wild Target. It's got Bill Nye, uh, Emily Blunt, Rupert Everett, and then I realized it's got Rupert Grint. Like, I have seen this movie. It's a lot of British people. Yeah, it's 100%. It's like a hitman goes on like one last assignment. and it's Who's the hitman? Bill Nye. Okay. And he's supposed to kill Emily Blunt, but he kind of falls for her. And like Rupert Grint is kind of his apprentice. And I've 100% seen this movie. It kind of sounds terrible. (laughs) Like, I love all those people, but it does not sound like the vehicle for any of them. No, 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 no. But it it was fun to see Rupert Grint. I mean, because this was 2013 or so. So it's fun to see him like with a beard and not with Harry Potter. (laughs) I mean, you haven't even finished the Harry Potter movies, though. I don't want to. I finished the books. I know how it ends. And it was kind of tragic. And I don't want to deal with that again. It's fine, I guess. I'm sorry. It's been a traumatic few years, babe. Not since that movie. I mean, it's been a lot of years since that movie came out. Let a lot of. Yeah. And you watched it at home while you were working from home. I I don't think so. I, I don't think that's true. When did this movie come out? You... Keep going. All right. The Rydal, Mitchell Kepner. Did I say Rydal? Mm-hmm. Or writer. The writer, Mitchell Kepner. He was a PA on Fatal Attraction. Oh. <laughs> he punched up on deadly ground. Do you know anything about that movie? I don't think so. That was like 1994 Steven Seagal, where he plays a indigenous Alaskan trying to like go get a shotgun and fight the oil companies. Wait, okay. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it stars Steven Seagal, Billy Bob Thornton. I think uh, Joan Chen might play an indigenous Alaskan as well. Uh, it's got John C. McGinley in it. Johnny C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2011, got, by the way. It's got Mike O'Kane. Mike O'Kane. 
and Irvine Kirshner in one of his six feature film roles, one of three credited roles. Do you know who Irvine Kirshner is? No. He is best known for directing Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. And Never Say Never Again and RoboCop 2. Those are pretty powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Hallow, like, Deadly Hallows Part 2 came out in 2011. Okay. Before we moved into this house. I went and saw every Harry Potter movie in the theater before I was married to you, babe. We saw a movie. We saw them we saw after. one of them in the theater together and then we stopped seeing them we went and saw them in 3d so then we stopped seeing them because i can't watch movies in 3d <laughs> so this hold on yards was his first major feature film to write okay then he did romeo must die i remember with that jet lee yeah. and uh, dmx maybe yeah that sounds right then the whole 10 yards which we'll get into here in just a second i don't think this movie needed a sequel <laughs> <laughs> i think Everybody agrees with you. <laughs> uh, Days of Wrath in 2008. I've never heard of this film. No. It's got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Larry Fishburne, Fez, Rick Ross, and Amber Valletta. That sounds like fun. I mean, Amber Valletta, do you know her? I think so. She's Allegra Cole in Hitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. She's a model. Yeah, she's a model. Yeah. She's a model. I follow her on okay. a modeling stuff. She's yes, in I know exactly Gamer. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't oh, think. Oh, is she the wife in Gamer? She is the wife in Gamer. Oh, yes. okay. Who is like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that know. Is the I've listened to movie. How to Biscuit Vase, so I know all about Gamer without having watched. You Gamer. don't know enough about Gamer. Like, just Fine. Like, it is the. I can. It's Neville Dean and Taylor, like the guys that did Crash. Yeah. And Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, but it's them just like making their own. Like, what if they could make a world? What would it look like? It is crazy. <laughs> it's got Terry Crews in it. Like yeah. before Terry Crews was funny. <laughs> right, and it has Dexter, right? Dexter. Yeah. Dexter. yeah. Like, it ends basically with like a 20 minute you got served dance battle between Dexter and Gerard Butler. Yeah. I've, I know I've listened to how this get made, I, which is, I, I, that's how I consume a lot of media, but I didn't realize that Amber Valletta. Yeah. Like, cause she, yeah. Cause she and Milo, like the guy from, from Gilmore Girls, uh-huh. who plays Rick Rape. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, she's, a, she's like a supermodel. She's been a model for a long time. Her and like Shalom Harlow, and that's like their jam. Yeah. Yeah, but they're like actors who like, it, it's it's like The Sims, except you could actually go inside of a real person and make them do whatever depraved nonsense you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. I know all the concepts. All right. His next one was Into the Blue 2. Okay. So a sequel to a remake it was a remake of the Jekyll and Bissett movie that had, what, Jessica Alba and... Uh, Bissett. Jekyll and Bissett. And it had, what, Jessica Alba and uh, Paul Walker, maybe? Maybe. Okay. Well, he did the sequel. That seems like a career ender. His next movie, Oz the Great and Powerful, with oh. Franco and Sam Raimi, that made, like, $500 million. Good if on you, him. That movie is almost 10 years old now. I've not seen it. I, I haven't didn't seen know it made either. that much money. I just would have assumed that was a huge flop. I would have never thought anybody would have wanted to see it. I would have never thought I when I saw the previous. I thought, oh, okay, whatever. No, yeah. it's a huge, huge, huge worldwide hit. All right. Yeah. So I mean, great for it. <laughs> the whole ten yards. Buckle up, people. All right. Give me the synopsis. Four years later. 
It is PG-13, directed by Howard Deutsch, who directed The Replacements. I love The Replacements. <laughs> uh, the well, Great Outdoors. I mean, that's fine. I know there's a big steak and people Some have kind to of eat wonderful. it. Oh, I did like some kind of wonderful. And Pretty in Pink. Oh fuck! <laughs> I would have, I would have told you John Hughes directed Pretty in Pink. I didn't realize he wrote it, and and I a, didn't direct it. The guy like, that wrote the, the the guy that directed the whole ten yards directed it. Right? That he like delegated that shit out? No, absolutely not. Pretty in Pink and the replacements are connected. <laughs> Kevin Pollock is back as his father, Laszlo. Oh no! <laughs> I actually am kind of curious about that. That seems awful <laughs> it's like of everything i've read about this movie that's like the one thing that I, I'm, I'm actually happy about i want to see okay but basically laszlo kidnaps uh cynthia to get jimmy to come out of hiding he doesn't think he's really dead and they like, he's after the but money. why does jimmy care because cynthia well, because then oz shows up at his doorstep and and says please help me yeah exactly, exactly. Blah, 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 blah. yeah 40 million budget 26 million gross well but so Okay, never mind. I got it. I got it. I got it. Got it. Cool. So got lost, it. lost a lot of money. Got it. Lost a lot of money. Got it. Um, so the box office for the whole nine yards, twenty-four million budget, hundred and eleven million gross. Huge hit. Huge. As I said, like I mean, it, like it life-changing it, hit for the. People I understand involved. why they would make a sequel, but it the storyline does not posit a sequel. I. I get it too, but like they tied all the bows. They weekend and Bernie's tooed it. I mean, like if you're gonna weekend and Bernie's two, Kevin Pollock's got to really do some work because like we can Bernie's two, like you got all the Bernie are like the half animated zombie. It feels like a Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock suggested this sequel. <laughs> He's like, I got it, guys. I got it. I hope everybody did very well on their paychecks for that forty million. I hope they didn't spend that on locations. I hope that all went to the actors. Hopefully. Um. Uh, Whole Nine Yards is the 439th all-time R-rated box office record. That seems good. Just a, It's just above uh, Next Friday and the Blues Brothers. Oh, that's serious. <laughs> it's just below The Godfather Part 2 and The Specialist. That's really serious, actually. <laughs> I mean, The Specialist it is in is rare an- air. The Specialist is another one on our list. That's the Sharon Stone and Sylvester Stallone yeah, but like, bomber. Bookended by Godfather, Godfather 2 and, two Blues, and Blues Brothers. Brothers. Yes. That is a rarefied air. If you look at it as to not just R-rated movies, as to all movies, it's uh, 1584, and it's just below Willow and Sister Act 2. Not as rarefied air, but respectable. Both movies I I loved. Love. Okay. I love, love movies that were poorly reviewed that are some of my two favorite movies of all time. I did see a meme the other day that said whatever Whoopi Goldberg's character is in that movie is the only way that anybody's gonna get Lauren Hill back on stage to sing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't know. I, I think we're probably not going to. We're not going to go see her unless the early reviews are good. No, there are no good reviews. No, they're all either she does not show up at all, or she's just abominably late and is hostile towards the audience. I feel like some of those reviews are from previous tours, though. The, the, current, the current tour is not looking good. Not looking good. 
If, not looking good. We need to pull. If her heart grows three sizes on Christmas. We need to pull sister. What's her fucking face out of retirement and get her in the choir. <laughs> Mary Claire. Mary. Mary Clarence. Clarence. Mary Clarence. I was close. I was close. You were close. You, you were close. Sorry. <laughs> Reviews of this film. Uh, 43% critical on Rotten Tomatoes. 64% audience. That's feels really that, right. That feels right. Yeah. I feel like your average human being going into this is going to come out just bare, basically positive. Yeah. It's kind of niche-ish. I mean, so. we had a good time. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's 98 minutes. That's – and with, with credits and two music numbers. Solid. If you're not going to be great, what is it? I think Roger Ebert said one time, there's been no good movie – or no great movie has ever been too long, and no bad movie has ever been short enough. <laughs> that's that's very true. Speaking of Robert Ebert, he gave it a rare positive review, a, a glowing review. Mm-hmm. And he said the best thing about it was Amanda Peet. He said she was just absolutely she's, glowing. She's and, delightful in this movie. <laughs> she really is. All right. So I dug a little bit into Rosanna Arquette because I didn't know who she was. And I was I thought she was a lot of fun. She's the oldest of the Arquettes. She's 12 years older than David. Where's Patricia fall into all this? Um, Richmond is second, then Patricia, then Alexis, then David. David's oh, the baby. Uh, David's the youngest. Okay. Oh, so I understand that. Just like me and my sister. Right. Sister. Yes. She is older than I thought she was. Because okay. I saw that the 82 Toto Rosanna song came out. And you told me that was about her. And I thought, oh, fuck. We got a Polanski here. No, she was uh, 23 when the song came out. Okay. So, yippee ki motherfuckers. Like, everything's, everything's above board. board. <laughs> <laughs> but I was right. It is about her, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. She was 41 in this film. Wow. Way to go, girl. <laughs> Work Get it. it. <laughs> I kind of went through some of her movies. I think I'm adding a movie to the Forbidden Timeline. Okay. She was in Nowhere to Run. With Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. And uh, Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin? Yes. I love Kieran Culkin. I think it's it's the one Jean-Claude Van Damme movie that's never really been on my list in the Forbidden Timeline. Because it's I think it's more serious and not as much fighting. I think it's about a, uh, a ex or a, an escaped convict who kind of falls in love with a widow and becomes a mentor for her young son and... I think he also like kills a bunch of guys that are trying to run them off their of property. He is. But yeah, that's he has to do splits. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he doesn't. She is also in a movie we have talked about in this podcast before. She is in SOB, the kind of sequel oh. to Ten with, okay. um, uh, with Blake Ju- Edwards and, and Julie, Andrews. Julie Andrews has her big nude scene in it. Yeah. yeah wow. She's in that too. Okay. So uh yeah, I actually I was planning on, because I thought, like, a 2000s issue of Playboy magazine was going to be, like, oh, it's the 2000s. What, what do I care about the 2000s? She was actually in, uh, what, September of 1990. She was the on the cover. Wow. Yeah. Way I, didn't, I did not realize that she had that much heat. No, not at all. Not at all. So I, I really thought, it, so I'm going to, like, put a pin in September of 1990, because I've, I've had it on my desktop. I, like, thought, like, that's the one I'm going to do. But then I started looking into February of 2020, like, there's some stuff here. <laughs> of 2000? Or... Oh, sorry, of 2000. Sorry. Uh, yeah. All right. So movies released around the time in February of 2000. This was the number one movie for three weeks in a row. It would take uh, get taken out by Mission to Mars, which 
I think is the Gary Sinise one. There's Mission <laughs> to Mars and Red Planet. Like, but it was a another Armageddon There's Deep Impact thing. Another Armageddon Deep Impact. Another this prestige and <laughs> and the illusionist yeah there's so many of those so um on february 4th scream 3 came out on february 11th the beach snow day and the tigger movie ah on february 18th boiler room hanging up pitch black and the whole nine yards talk about all four of those movies were hits talk about like overperforming hit i mean you know, Pitch Black and The Whole Nine Yards both had sequels. Pitch Black had multiple sequels. Right. I mean, Vin Diesel is a th- is a thing now. Like because of Fast that. Fast Ten is a thing because of this weekend. There's a whole worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Pitch Black, it is great. Go see it. N- uh, next week, Reindeer Games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what so, are my wait, 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 absolute wait. favorite. So we've talked about how did this get made frequently on this show everyone should be listening everyone should be subscribing the fact when they listen that they talk about this movie and they realize that ben affleck's name is rudy <laughs> and they all lose their shit i lost my shit we were in bed listening to that it is one of my in our crappy apartment absolute favorite moments of all time can i I have not seen Reindeer Games since 2000. It's yeah. been 23 years since I I've seen that remember. movie. I don't remember, yeah. I loved it. I thought I'm it was sure a little was convoluted. Fun. I mean, I'm sure it was, but I'm sure it was fun. I mean, Gary Sinise and Ben Affleck in a... And Charlie Theron. In a heisty whatever it said in Christmas time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. It was funny. It was sexy. It was violent. It was just... I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was 20, so, you know, it's a, it's another time. I mean, I was 20 years old, maybe throwing Charlize Theron's boobs in there four or five times sure. could sway me a bit. I mean, who knows? All right. So into print. Print is tough, as we've already talked about in 2020. A lot of my newspapers that I have access to shut off at 1999. That's wild. Yeah. So really all I have is Playboy. So I went to Playboy of February of 20, uh, 2000. 20, I, I can't even say 2000 anymore. I want to say 20, 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> the distant future, right? So Angie Everhart from Jade is on oh, the cover. Oh, all right. Angie Everhart. That, that's what I was like, okay, this is meant to be. I yes. was like, like, surely there's going to be nothing in this issue. <laughs> Introducing microfiber to Calvin Klein's line of underwear. Um, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, Calvin. <laughs> I, I appreciate that uh, that development. Uh, I appreciate it every morning. We have the world's first dual disc, dual deck CD recorder from Philips. Oh wow! What a time! <laughs> I was just like, "Hey guys, you can copy your CDs now without having to be a computer nerd." Yes, exactly. And you don't have to have Napster to burn CDs. And you don't have to search Napster to figure out how someone weirdly labeled the song you think you like. <laughs> we have Gwyneth Paltrow, Anthony Kiedis partying with Hef. Oh. <laughs> There's so many words there. There's so many words. 
We have Elliot Gould and James Kahn posing with Hefner. Yes. <laughs> Corey Feldman. We have uh, Tony Curtis and James Woods with Hefner. Tori Spelling and Michael Bolton with Hefner. There's so many time frames, so many <laughs> genres. Vern Troyer and Jeff Goldblum. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so many things happening right now. We have an advertisement, not even an advertisement, like an article about a clip-on electric date book and phone book that you can buy. It's $300 and you can clip it onto the back of your cell phone and it still doesn't interfere with the holster. So now you have a date book. And like This is like... It's all like Palm Pilots are just about to be a thing. <laughs> IT nerds, this is for you. <laughs> when you're sitting in your absolutely dark room staring at your computer monitors because you think this is what you need to do to help sustain the infrastructure of a mid standard size company. Like making this phone, it's just like clip, like just attachment on attachment on attachment on attachment. It's like, it, it's, it's all going to burn. Like It's all going down. It is. I, I, I will. In five years, we're going to have everybody going to have an iPhone. I will admit at this time, there was someone I dated that did put their cell phone on a clip. I try to block it out. I really do. I really do. We have um, autotime.com. There's an article. Somebody like, just, you have to install this. They do. It's. Now they would call it an app. Back then it was a program. Go to autotime.com and it will take your Windows 98 PC and four times a day we'll check it versus an atomic clock to make sure the time the, the clock is right. Cute. <laughs> back before things were always attached to the internet. and We have the launch of 1-800-Flowers.com. Oh, wow. That seems like it's always been with us. <laughs> I know. We have in the up next, like things that are coming in the next couple of issues, pictorial of Bijou Phillips, an interview with Trey Parker and Matt Stone, a pictorial of Darva Conger. Does that name mean anything to you? No. She won Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire? Oh. <laughs> uh, do we want to cycle back to Bijou Phillips and her current situation? Oh, I don't know what her current situation is. Oh. She's currently, oh, divorcing, she's currently Danny divorcing Danny Masterson. Masterson. Okay. Yes. 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 And we have interviews upcoming with Fred Durst and Jesse Ventura. Ugh. <laughs> I think Fred Durst is, like, strangely compelling and relevant again. Fred Durst is the new KFC colonel. <laughs> Isn't it, like, Basically. I forgot what the, the, their new tour is, like, the You Know What You're Getting tour or something like that. That's fair, but he looks like a colonel. He's got this weird... <laughs> he's this weird look. We have... <laughs> An article, The Secrets to a Great Goatee. Speaking of. I don't know if the person you dated that it has the best, that still has the best goatee of anybody that I know had a goatee any time when you would have made out with him, but. I think I know who you're talking about. I don't think so. Uh, I think that was pre-goatee. I think it was pre-goatee. Okay. He does have the best goatee of any person who has a goatee today. He's the most long-standing goatee. Oh, it's a 30-year-old goatee almost. And I still think he, he drives the same type of Subaru. I no, think tw- 20-year-old goatee. RAV4. Goatee. I'm sorry, RAV4. RAV4. <laughs> he likes to latch onto something and stick with it. <laughs> we have an article about people, like multiple, multiple, multiple people arrested and charged and convicted at the Corvette plant in Bowling Green. 
and I think it had a sinkhole at some point. It's completely irrelevant to your arrests, but I think they had a sinkhole at the Corvette Museum. Ah, uh, but they had a like all these juries were like, we have to convict, and we recommend the sentence be a one penny fine. Basically, the Corvette plant hired this like smoking hot young girl to show up pretending to be a new employee and tell all the guys like, "Hey, you're cute. We should go and hang out and party sometime. Do you think you can maybe like figure out how to have a joint there when we have sex?" And the Corvette plan is, like, turning all these people over to the cops for having drugs and firing them. So, like, entrapment? Exactly, entrapment. Why? Who? Why do they care? I guess, like, somebody thought they, like, have a rampant drug problem in their workplace. And they orchestrated their own sting? Yes, they did. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> There's an interview with Jeff Bezos. All right. This is 2000. He thinks he still has hair. I was going to ask, does he still have hair? No, but it, he's still wearing it like he does. At this point, Amazon has just crossed $1 billion in sales and has yet to turn a penny of profit. That's wild. But also, him realizing he doesn't and shaving his head is this, the final step to him becoming a master villain. <laughs> this article was so compelling. I found myself enthralled by him and i don't know if that's because it was the time or if he is that charismatic of a person i, I don't know I don't he's know. got the riz i don't know I, I, uh, I just told you about that yesterday you're not the only person who told me about that i knew about that you mentioned it but i was already aware you you had no idea what i was talking about i do not i absolutely knew what you were talking you made about me describe it to you I did, but I wanted to know what your description was. I told you what I thought my description was. I didn't know that it had one. There were multiple words that were up for the word of 2023. I didn't know it had one. I spent the weekend with people talking about the Riz. (laughs) He predicted that within 10 years, 15% of all commerce would be online. He was a little optimistic. I think right now, now what, 23 years later, it's 20%. And it's still a lot. His dog, Kamala. His dog's name is Kamala. He's, uh, she is named after the character played by Famke Jensen on Star Trek The Next Generation. Wild. Okay. <laughs> he says that they're starting to branch out. They're starting to do music and DVDs rather than just books. Mm-hmm. And like the person's pushing on, like, you know, it's critical that there's this, you know, ability to buy things or like you're the J.C. Penny or whatever you're the whatever. And it's like we're not the J.C. Penny of anything. We're the first Amazon, and what we are is a review source. That while we do offer things, the best customer engagement for selling, what we're firmly the most best at is collecting the biggest and the best repository of reviews if you spend twenty dollars on a crappy book twenty dollars on a crappy book is one thing but if you spend eight hours reading a crappy book that's something you'll never get back i respect that i I, like i said like i'm I'm drawn to this guy (laughs) interesting i don't know that that's still what i think that they do really i do pay attention to the reviews like how many reviews there have been when I'm ordering something to for accuracy. And also I just read something about someone was asking about Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya and whether he thought that he was hotter than Tom Holland. And he said, fuck you guys. Tom Holland has the Riz <laughs> and Zendaya knows it. Okay. <laughs> and 
They the article mentions that uh, BarnesandNoble.com is launching next month. Next month. Yes. It's cute. And like, is that something you're worried about? And he's like, we're a small company. We have nothing to lose. Like, they're a huge <laughs> company. They have everything to lose. Oh. And guess what? Barnes what & Noble lost it all. They and... did. They bet on the Kindle. <laughs> or the, the Zoom or the... No, the Nook. The Nook. The, the nook. nook. You had a Nook. Your parents bought you a Nook I for Christmas. I still have a Nook. I don't know that it works. But <laughs> I also have a Kindle, too. They bought me both. <laughs> Oh, my mother has bought a Zune. She bought Zachy, uh, Jackie a Zune. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your mother definitely bet on Zune being the new, like... Not the, only she bet, but she does... This iPod thing's not going to take no, off. No, 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 no. But she does a little bit of research and goes, this looks good, and she gets it. But then she shifts fast. Get that TurboGrafx-16 and that Betamax? <laughs> I don't know. But she's bought Zunes. She's bought Kindle. She's bought Nooks. She has worn out those guys at Best Buy. <laughs> So the men of style for this issue. Okay. We have portraits of Tom Hanks, Eric McCormick, and Sean Combs. That seems right. That's right in the time. I think we'd be remiss to say that Sean Combs is having some allegations. And so, you know, fuck you until proven otherwise. But, like, that's that that's this time 100%. We have a story, Lucy, by Terry Bisson. Are you familiar with him at all? He I wrote the so. short story, Bears Discover Fire, and the short story, They're Made of Meat. No. They're Made of Meat is one of my favorite stories of all time. It's about, like, aliens observing humanity. Oh, okay. And, like, wait a minute. Like, carbon-based life forms are made of meat? That's disgusting. Like, we can never let the world at large know that such a disgusting nonsense exists. Like, we're striking them from the record of, of the universal whatever. <laughs> Like everybody would be offended if they found out that there were intelligent life forms made of meat. Fair. <laughs> but it's Jury's uh, still out. <laughs> Basically, it's about somebody falling in love with an artificial intelligent voice to that she called order lingerie. So it's so kind of like the movie Her, but it's her. Yeah, but he didn't get paid for her. Uh, Miss February, Suzanne Stokes, she is still alive. Yay. Um, she's an adult content creator and her Instagram makes me nauseous because she is using filter on filter on filter on filter on filter and she does not use a tripod and it is just unwatchable. Understood. I, I've seen a few of those myself. It's like, I know you in person and that is not you in person. <laughs> oh, but it's not even just like. It's like sparkles and like anime eyes or like sunglasses or hats or like it's not just. No, I get it. I get it. You look, make you look slightly smoother. No, no, no. no. I, the, who I, what I'm talking about is not just slightly smoother. Okay, there's like thing like like things dwindling, dangling down from the ceiling and sparkles and yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. And we have. Miss uh, Pictorial with Miss Angie Everhart. She's promoting Dream Team, the TV show. With, like six models who are out there fighting terrorism. I I don't remember this at all. I don't know how long this took to go to press, but I wonder if the show was still on. It was probably one of the last uh, sold in syndication kind of shows. It was probably like a Relic Hunter situation. <laughs> and uh, an article, Who is the Real John McCain? John McCain is starting to emerge as a person in politics. He's a interesting guy. I, I think he's 
you can disagree with the politics. But he's a fucking badass. He was one of the last of a certain kind of person. Yeah. And I think that when... Yeah, very soon there will be none of them left. Yeah. I got nothing else, babe. What about you? I don't. I feel like this was thorough and entertaining and inebriated. We talked for, like, this is one of our longest going deepers ever with one of the fewest amount of notes I've ever had. I think it's a good time. Yeah. (laughs) All right, y'all. So we are... Headed into Christmas, we've talked about what Christmas movies look like, and we're in a th- we're in a weird Christmas space, and I don't know that we really feel like being particularly jolly, and I think that we've decided that our Christmas movie is Eyes Wide Shut. I, we hadn't, but I I think I have that would that would have been what I would have guessed as well. Yes. So let's do it. All right, Eyes Wide Shut. So. Hold on. Bumpy ride. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Getting interesting. So, yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema. Um, send us an email, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. If you haven't watched Minx, uh, season one and season two on Stars, get it launched for season three. It is worth it. It's amazing. Um, and yeah, um, rate, review, subscribe. I think that there's a new little thing that if you haven't listened to the last 15 podcasts, it will stop downloading. So oh. if you like our podcast, um, maybe get caught up. I'm sure you're doing some holiday stuff. You're road tripping. You I'm completely are wrapping- caught up on podcasts. If you've got one that you think is good, let me know because I'm completely caught up on everything that I regularly listen to. Yeah, let us know your recommendations. We love it. Um, while you're wrapping presents, maybe listen. While you're watching Die Hard and <laughs> that's what we do and listen, we'd love it. Thank you for everybody that has been listening. Yeah. I mean, we haven't released as many new episodes here lately, but our listenership is as big as ever. So people are going back and listening to some of the back catalog and so, you know, give some older stuff a try. And some of the old, 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 old stuff sounds a little different we apologize we figured out where that echo was coming from (laughs) but yeah thank you guys it's great to see that people you know triple digits are listening every week and uh, even when we're not putting out episodes so thank you guys thanks we appreciate it it's a weird time um and we appreciate your patience and you know this is really a venue where like it's nice that you guys are listening and maybe you think we're funny and enjoy us um we just like talking at each other. And we say that like triple digits. So like seriously, like if you want to connect with us, we'll get back with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Shoot us an email. Send me a D- send us a DM. Keep us right there in that, you know, 95 to 100 on the iTunes charts. <laughs> we love being there. We love being yeah. there. Film history. I mean, that seems way more highfalutin than we are, but <laughs> we'll take it. Um, but have a Merry Christmas. Uh, we'll be recording our Eyes Wide Shut. Um, when you need a break, that is, um, what's the word I want? Subversive uh, for Christmas. We will be here for you. Um, and we hope that you are enjoying time with family and taking, being careful, taking care of yourself um, and getting ready for this new year. I don't know if I can do piano. I don't know. We've discussed I'm not a sound effect comedian, but like, boom, boom. Sorry. That's all I got. (laughs) We're there. All All right. right. Bye, guys. Bye.